A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello, Hello, babies. babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Thanks for listening to our show. Oh, hey, babies. (laughs) We were just talking about Terrace House for so long that it seemed like maybe we wouldn't record a podcast. Maybe we would just meet to talk about Terrace House. And just have Terrace House spoilers. I stopped watching Terrace. I don't know if you guys have have we talked about this on the show. No, because I just started watching it. So I didn't get it earlier. And now I'm like fully. It's a Japanese like real world real world style show and six people live in a house together yeah and then they're sort of supposed to start dating if they yeah feel but like they should unlike the real world they just keep going to school and work and they stuff. keep going to the regular jobs yeah it's so weird so it doesn't seem very produced at all at first and then you realize oh it's extremely produced yeah yeah and then also the other thing that I think is really interesting about it is they cut, they keep cutting away to people in a studio in front of a live audience talking about what's happening on the show and, and making fun of the people. I love it so much. <laughs> Why doesn't The Bachelor do this? I love they're it all so, so much. funny. And they, I mean, have we mentioned that this show is Japanese? It's extremely, oh, yeah, it's extremely Japanese. Extremely Japanese. It's extremely and Japanese. The commenters will, will like make fun of accents from Osaka compared to accents from like <laughs> other regions. And, and we were listening and like, trying to detect what the difference actually was, but we don't know Japanese well enough to figure it out. But it kind of sounded like, like Kansai region was a little Valley girl or something. It was so funny. Also the group of people that they have commenting on it. It's like, there's one like middle-aged former pop star. Is that the lady who's like, I think so. The like kind of sexy older woman. Yeah. Yeah. The sexy older woman. She's like the wise, sexy woman. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's like these two guys who are a comedy team. Yeah. And they're so funny. And they're really funny. And then there's like another woman who I think is like a comedian. And then there's like a 12 year old. Yeah. There's like a 12 year old who at one point they just, they're like, oh, he sadly won't be joining us anymore. He had to go to school. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's like a really beautiful woman who like hardly ever speaks. Yeah. But when she does, it's really on point. So I wish she would talk more. It's so, and it'll every so often it'll just cut back. Like very little happens on the show. It's like got a similar vibe as kind of like. Great British Bake Off, where it's like yeah. they're mostly pretty pleasant with each other. It's, it's not, very pleasant, and the, very polite, very relaxing to watch. And when there's it's the opposite of The Bachelor, yeah, when there's, there's like no fighting drama, it's like them very sort of calmly talking about their problems. I remember there's one episode <laughs> where one of the characters is like out of nowhere comes up to someone and was like, I just want to apologize to you for my behavior. And it was like not behavior we had seen her complain about. No, it's all so incredibly subtle. Like there's so many just like micro expressions yeah. happening. And yeah. And so it's like very calming, but then they'll cut back to the people in the, in the studio and they'll be like that fucker. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, it's really, I really love it. I should get back into it. It's on Netflix. The Tokyo season is what we're watching right now. And there's like 45 episodes though. It goes on a long time. It was supposed to go for like 18 and then they extended it because people just kept watching. And it's also one of those shows where like, you'll be watching it and it'll feel like, the episode's halfway over and then they'll play the opening theme song and you're like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> they the theme song. Uh, the good wife was like that. <laughs> You'd be like, oh fuck, right. Yeah. The credits <laughs> and the theme song is 
weird too. Yeah. I've been wishing on a star. <laughs> it's like something really dramatic and in English for some reason. Yeah, but it's very poppy. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. I recommend Terrace House. It's really great. I have a hard time keeping up with it because I can't put it on in the background because it's subtitles. Because it's subtitles, yeah. yeah. It is, it's relaxing, though. I, I like kind of that I have to do nothing but watch it when I'm watching it. Yeah. Uh, Adam got really obsessed with it and started following them all on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all like pretty boring <laughs> in real life. What else is going? We haven't met in a while. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Oh, uh, oh, I can say now that I'm working on a new show that yeah. I that I created for Netflix. Oh my gosh, you guys! Woo-hoo. I hope you're all very excited about this because you should be. I hope it's good. It's about two bird women uh-huh. called Tuca and Birdie. And it's starring Tiffany Haddish. Hopefully you're familiar with Tuca from Lisa's comics because she's a character. Yeah, she's she's a fun Tuca. She's been in some of Lisa's books, I think. And, and ho- hopefully you're familiar with Tiffany Haddish from Girls Trip and from everything right now. She's in so many things. If you haven't seen Girls Trip, I want you to stop listening to this podcast. It's so and good. go watch it's it. It's like there's so many bad comedies these days. And this is just like such a bomb for it's so what ails you. It's like, yeah. it's so fucking Did we funny see the it whole together? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh my God. Did we talk about it on the podcast? We might have. I yeah. hardly ever I, see movies, but that weird. was a really good one. Yeah. I hardly ever see movies too. It was such a fun movie. It really felt like you were there with them. Yeah. Like at the club or whatever. It was just moved just so, so fast funny. and it was so joke dense and it was just really fun. It was very fun. sweet too. It was like almost corny, but it was yeah. like, it really got me. It had like a good variety of jokes. It wasn't one note and it yeah. was, yeah, it was really good. Um, When you watch something like that, does it make you more inspired to write or less inspired oh that's a good question Because sometimes i feel paralyzed that i'll never do something that good and sometimes yeah. i feel like they make it look effortless and that makes me want to work i mean tiffany haddish in that movie specifically i was like i'll never do or write or say anything that funny in my whole life yeah um but so now it's nice that she's elevating the thing i am working on yeah it's and cool that you it get better. to write jokes for her now yeah she just like makes them all better so oh my god that's, that's so cool. great yeah i can't wait to see that but yeah like i do sometimes feel like oh everything's been done before like how am i gonna do anything new especially in tv but but Whatever. I read the pilot of your show. There's not anything else like that. Oh, thank you. That's yeah. very nice of you to I'm say. I'm excited. There's some weird shit in there. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. I don't see a lot of plant women, like literally <laughs> like plants who walk and talk and have tits on TV. So that's new, at least. Yeah, it's... The underlying I stories, I think, are not going to be that new. But like, you know, the stuff on top. I think even if you did something formulaic on that show, it would be an interesting subversion of a formula just by virtue of the fact of what the show is. Oh, that, that's And I would nice still want to watch it. I'll try. It's hard. You know, it's funny. Like you think like, yes, I'm not going to go with the, form-, but you need the formula a little bit on shows. Yeah, Formula helps. I yeah. think it, formula it's, it's there for a reason. Yeah. The word form is an important part of that word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gives things a form. <laughs> yeah. You don't really want to put something formless out there. Yeah. It'd be a little hard to, uh, yeah. Track for a large audience. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I get more frustrated with formula in movies than I do in TV. I get so frustrated. Yeah. I just watched um, Coco. Oh, yeah. Which is gorgeous and great in every way. But Pixar movies. You're ahead of it. I can't handle Pixar movies. Really? The formula is so obvious. Like, it's so like, we got to go to this place to get the thing to do this. And it just uh, really exhausts me. 
Yeah, I was really high when I saw that, so it didn't bother me as much. <laughs> I mean, it's so. Gorgeous. I was just like, ah! <laughs> just sobbing and sobbing. I did cry, and then I went to Shake Shack. <laughs> I can't watch a Pixar movie without crying. Oh yeah, well they know exactly where to get you. They know, and I resent it. I asked P- Peter after we came out. I was like, "Did you tear up at all?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "At which parts?" And he was like, "Oh, the parts they wanted me to." <laughs> They worked. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, like the great-grandmother stuff. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Remember me. God. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry to everyone who's listening, if that's... But it's a very beautiful movie. Yeah. God, people listening to this, we were just talking about pop culture from not right now at all. <laughs> this is like the least timely podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, did you, um... you guys will have no idea when we recorded this, but I think this is coming out the day after we recorded <laughs> Didn't you um, uh, just finally see Get Out? Too? I just saw Get Out. Yeah, it's so good, right? I just saw Get Out. I'm embarrassed to admit it. But it's here's okay. the thing, you guys. That movie was hyped so hard. Yeah. And I still felt like, why didn't anyone make me watch this earlier? Yeah. <laughs> like, this I watched is it. so fucking good. I saw it pretty late and it was it really surprised me. Oh my god! I and yeah. there's things that I'm still I like really want to watch it again because there's so many things that like I've been thinking about since I w- watched it. I'm gonna be thinking about that movie for so long yeah. and like just yeah, remembering things from before you know what's happening and then it's so layered, it's so dense. All the all the symbolism is really like tight and interesting and meaningful. Yeah, and then I watched The Shape of Water last night. And that movie did not benefit from me having seen Get Out very recently. Because I was like, this is bullshit. This is Harry and the Hendersons. This is Iron Giant. I know exactly what's going to happen in this movie. And nothing means anything. And I'm not interested. So it's really that trope of, of like, finding the creature and... And and wanting to save it from the government who's going to kill it. You know exactly what's going to fucking happen. But, okay, I will say... Like... You know, I don't think this is a spoiler that you probably haven't heard, which is like she fucks the fish, like everyone knows that. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's like I guess a little no one fucked Harry and Harry and the Hendersons. Like that's a little bit more interesting. Um <laughs> I mean if they did it, they did it off screen. But one thing that bothered me and like I'm laughing at Rob's truck, like nope. Yeah. No, nobody did fuck yeah. Harry, and that's too I mean, bad. I I don't own the DVD. I haven't watched the director's cut or seen, you know, any of the deleted scenes, but as far as I know, no one fucked Harry and Harry and the Hendersons. Did anyone fuck the Iron Giant? <laughs> um, great question. <laughs> I don't think Somebody so. Somebody <laughs> should have. Somebody should have. Yeah. I mean, it's also, it's King Kong. Yeah. It's like the oldest possible. Anyway, but, and like, so it's like, okay, that's cool. And it's like, it's, they showed her masturbating, which was like, oh, I like that. Which I like, but here's the thing. They had her masturbating in the bathtub and not using the faucet. Was she lying she was face lying up and just face up and just like rubbing herself. And I was like, where's the fucking leverage and friction going to come from in that situation? And also, why are you even doing it in the bath if you're not going to use the faucet? So many movies got female masturbation wrong. Yeah. And I was like, I'm glad you're showing it. But also, yeah, come on, come on. run come it on. by a, a woman, you know, <laughs> uh, Indy agrees with me. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that so kind of make me want to see it. Yeah. though. I, I like your Mojo Toro. Yeah, I think like if you like him, you'll like that movie. Yeah, I just it just didn't it didn't help that I saw it at home and not in the theater. Probably 
because everyone was like, oh, but it's so beautiful. And yeah. I just kind of felt like it was a little overly stylized for me. Yeah, he's very stylized. Yeah, it was, it was very stylized and it felt like, it just felt really shallow after seeing Get Out. I just, I don't want to fuck a fish. Yeah. Like, uh, especially after that I, book I mentioned that where the woman oh, yeah. fucks a like, You know merman. you don't want to fuck a fish. So gross. And I, this movie didn't make me feel like I wanted to fuck a fish. But yeah. I will say it might be worth seeing the movie just for the answer to the question of where his penis is. Because yeah. they, they answer it in a pretty funny way. Oh, good. I'm glad they answer it. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it when movies leave that ambiguous. Yeah. And I don't understand how that wasn't a bigger meme after that movie came out. I guess it wasn't <laughs> that popular of a movie, but I was like, oh, how is that not a meme the way they did it? Anyway, I, I want Peter to make some memes about it. Yeah, maybe he will. I bet he will. He's been doing some really good ones of The Mask. He has, which I really appreciate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, as a Jim Carrey fan. I love The Mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should add you to the secret Facebook group that oh, God, him and yeah. his friends started for mask memes. I uh, I watched it again recently and it holds up, I think. It's yeah? a really good movie. Yeah, definitely. It's also like, it's like definitely like a pickup artist movie. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. I yeah. should rewatch it. When, under what circumstances did you rewatch it? Um, it was, uh, I suggested watching it and then we <laughs> you suggested it to Adam. We were with my family uh, and it was like Christmas and I said, Let, Hey, what if we all watch the mask? And then we did. <laughs> and I was like, so embarrassed and totally thrilled that people went with my choice. Oh, that's so, what were the other options? I uh, could have pulled up anything and we like, we like <laughs> bought it on Apple. I think I, I didn't allow for any other options. And then I tried to get us all to watch Ace Ventura pet detective the next night and nobody went for it. <laughs> they were like, fool me once. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Yeah. Uh, we watched we watched The Shape of Water with my parents last night because they were in town, and it was like I'm gl- P- Peterson. Oh, I hope my parents don't listen to this. He was like, that was like a good movie to watch with parents because like Shape of Water. Yeah, because sh- she's mute. Her character's mute, so mm-hmm. there's not that much talking. So when my parents are like, "Ooh, what's gonna happen here?" It's like <laughs> you're not talking over dialogue, right? <laughs> um, but you don't mind watching like masturbation and sex scenes with your parents. No, I was masturbating while we watched it, so. Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) And yet I still didn't like it that much. No. uh, Ew. uh, No, yeah, it wasn't. It was fine. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I have a correction from our last episode. Ooh. Not a correction, but just something I want to mention. We were talking about that list of names. Yes. And uh, for Lisa, it said Lisa's are well-liked, yes, and emotionally fragile. And you agreed about that for me because you said I leave a lot of parties abruptly. Uh And I just want to say, I don't think that's emotionally fragile. I think it's emotionally resilient because I'm a woman who knows when I want to go home from a party. That's (laughs) true. Yeah. I just think your threshold is different than other people's. Yes. Which doesn't make you fragile, but no, I just, I just want to, I just want to defend it as like, no, it could be a strength to just know when I want to know yourself when I want to leave. Cause then you don't just stay and get cranky. Yes. Yeah. And then I would be emotionally fragile. Yeah. I'd start crying. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go home and put on my sweatpants. (laughs) So what would you, how would you define emotionally fragile? 
Um, I think someone who can't handle things. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's that's an iffy phrase because it because it depends on the person. I also want to know what they meant by it in that I know. weird ass. Well, book. also, yeah, everything in that book was really weird. Yeah, there was a lot of like really weird veiled insults. That would maybe be a good kind of book to parody, just like a release a new fake baby name book. Oh, that's a good idea. All right, no one do that. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Put it on the list of other things I'm going to do, like writing a Hallmark Channel movie. And I mean, I still want you to do that. I still might. And do, can you make like a Halloween one or? Yeah. Yeah. They do those apparently. I didn't realize. I got to watch one. I don't know how to. I know. I've never seen an advertisement for that. Yeah. An advertisement. For a Halloween one. Yeah. yeah. I guess because I'm not watching them until Christmas. But they start, I feel like they start airing the Christmas ones in October. November 1st is when they start airing them. Yeah. The Halloween ones start airing like now. <laughs> <laughs> apparently there are four seasons. Um, I forget what they are. There's like, you could do an Easter one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they do those. Cause that's maybe too religious. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, should we do chunch chat? Yes. It's time for chunch chat. A regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony, Ben chunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, fine wine, full moon, and we're chatting about chunch and chunch. Um, there's no new Ben Chunch news, but I just want to um, shout out to this Brendan Fraser article in oh, GQ. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. I did think you I'm read that? You, I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to talk about that. There's some good horse shit in there. There's some great um, horse shit in there. He talks about his horse um, that he got from the set of Texas Rising on the History Channel. It was like the horse that he rode on the show and his name is Pecas, which means freckles. And he, um, the horse was like getting picked on by all the other horses and Brendan Fraser like related really hard to this horse. So he adopted it and flew it back to his home and then he describes how the horse like became friends with his autistic son and they just hang out together and like he combs his mane and stuff and like how he's just this big sweet horse um so that was very endearing to me and also i just really love brendan fraser and it's a really interesting article about why he kind of stopped being in movies and like how he was um he was like assaulted by this guy uh who was that guy he's a member of the hollywood foreign press association right he like molested him yeah at a party. he was groped and it really yeah traumatized him yeah um and he just always struck me as such a big sweetie yeah and i also will say like it's a worth it's a worthwhile read if only to hear a surprisingly emotional and nuanced explanation for why he really wanted to be in the movie looney tunes back in action yeah <laughs> Yes. Yes. It was a surprisingly profound explanation. Yeah. I, w- I wonder like who's our modern day Brendan Fraser because he was such a like big galoot who I feel like yeah. I feel like Patrick Swayze was also a galoot and like who's our current oh, galoot. Like galoots. Like, oh. a, like a big but like handsome but like kind of puppy dog. Like maybe Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Chris Pratt has got a little bit of that. He's a little bit more sly than Brendan Fraser ever was. Yeah. I don't know. Like because yeah. Hemsworth's like, like could almost be but they're too yeah, who, put together or something. I don't watch movies that much anymore I guess. Also no one is as like ubiquitous as Brendan Fraser yeah, was Yeah. He was while. in everything. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. He's great. Anyway. Very cool. And that concludes Chunch Chat. 
uh, it's time for What on Fun. This is a stalemate. This is an Old West <laughs> standing across from each other. High noon. Uh, I, I feel like I had one in my head. Um, Lisa. Yeah. If you um, had to like practice one instrument for a year and then play a sold out show at Carnegie Hall on that instrument, what would it be? Uh, piano. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what song would you play? Oh God. I don't know. Just like an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> Just an easy one. I mean, Oh, I don't know. Would it be like a jazz standard or would I write it myself? It's up to you. I mean, I mean, that would be ambitious to write it yourself. I mean, if it's, it's like my fantasy. So I'm just going to say like, it's an original composition. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to Lady Gaga it. Yeah. And sing at the piano. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, in reality it would probably be like, I don't know, like a Tom Waits song or something. (laughs) I have a Tom Waits piano book. Oh, you do? Yeah. I don't know. It'd be something like that. Yeah. Something easy that I could sing. Step right up. Step right up. Step right up. That's yeah. a really weird Tom and Waits <laughs> Just song. Just me jamming on the piano with yeah. my elbows and stuff. <laughs> um, that was a good question. Oh, thank you. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's like what I think about when I'm like, hmm, maybe I don't want to do my job right now. What else could I do? <laughs> uh, I could perform. <laughs> yeah. No musical maybe talent. Maybe it's time I put out an album, like a music album. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Scarlett Johansson did it. <laughs> every, so, every so often when I listen to the Indigo Girls, I think that... Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this is fucking chill. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> this seems easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, They're classically trained guitarists. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. These people all have practiced a lot. <laughs> I feel like we could wing it. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. One of them is classically trained. And I know this because on their live album, there's like a track that they included where um, it's like a live performance they did on a radio station where Emily Sailors was talking about like, yeah, I actually was took classical guitar for years as a kid and you know i think it really helped me and like uh and then amy ray is like i mean it's not necessary but i mean it's it's helpful but it's not necessary you don't need to do that (laughs) it was like a weird like and then they go into the song (laughs) it's like i like this weird sort of like uh, undercutting drama yeah, going on weird from energy. the late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> That's some latent resentment there. Yeah. Hmm. That's always fun. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Emily, if you had to fuck like a, some kind of mythical critter in the, you know, along the lines of Shape of Water or yeah. Bigfoot or whatever. One of those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah, like I like I had to do it to free it or something, or if it's just like <laughs> yeah. I'm Yeah, you have to do it to free it. Yeah. From its horrible curse. I mean, probably like a Harry and the Hendersons type monkey thing. Kind of a, a woolly like, like just like a very hairy large man. That's yeah. that sort of my type anyway. Yeah. Um, like a beast from Beauty and the Beast type. Yeah. yeah. Beast would probably there's a lot to sort of grab onto there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, There's horns. You can hold on to them like like motorcycle. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I would probably not want them to have like very sharp claws. Yeah, 
Maybe you can put those little tips on the claws, you know, those like soft paw oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Or just tennis balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, probably that, I guess. Cool. Yeah. All right. It's free now. Good job. I did it. You did it. <laughs> that concludes One on Fun. We'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. Going into a bullseye interview, I know it's somebody who does amazing work, but it's an actual conversation. I don't know where it's headed. <laughs> hey, these are this is this, this is the straight talk that that you're going to get on this show. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm in therapy. <laughs> I think you, you I got more out of you than the therapist I went to twice. <laughs> bullseye, creators you know, creators you need to know. Find it at maximumfun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Support for Baby Geniuses comes in part from Of A Kind, the website that introduces you to exciting new designers in fashion, home, beauty, office supplies by selling their pieces and sharing their stories. A unique venue for discovery, the website has featured over 350 of America's most promising new makers over the past seven years. They're all about unearthing things that are super special and hard to find, from hair products to necklaces, greeting cards to ceramics. It's really fun to look at their site. They have so much cute stuff. It really is. Like, it's great to look at if you're, like, shopping for a gift for someone who's hard to shop for. It's just kind of a way of finding, like, the prettiest, most sort of, like, pleasing version of really simple things. Yeah, they have, like, really nice jewelry that's, like, fancy and interesting and artsy. And then they, they have, like, this ceramic tray that I really want where you can just, like, put your jewelry on oh, it. I or love just, those kinds I of like things. trays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tra- if you want to upgrade your life, get some nice trays for your just stuff. Just start getting trays for everything. It's a really nice way to be continue to be a sloppy person and feel really organized. It makes you look like you have your shit together instantly. Yeah. <laughs> And you can get a bunch on this website. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Baby Geniuses listeners can visit ofakind.com and enter the code geniuses at checkout and get 20% off your order of $50 or more. Yeah. Welcome to Wiki of the Week. Um, this week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by Dylan Kale Jones. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you. Um... And this is the Wikipedia page for flatulence humor. Have we done this one? We don't know. Honestly, have no idea. Yeah, it seems <laughs> likely that we would have. I don't remember doing it. If you are listening to every episode in a row, and it feels like it would still be enough time between last time you heard us talk and about you know this what? and this time. It's like we've changed as people, so I feel like our take on this wiki page is going to be different. Yeah, and you can compare, and maybe that'll like reveal something about us. And who knows, maybe the page has been edited since then. Maybe. Or what if we make the exact same jokes in the exact same I way? I would love that, honestly. <laughs> Me too. We haven't changed at all. I don't want to change anymore. I'm done. <laughs> You're done changing? Yeah. I don't want to change physically. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, no, that's... Actually, I think I'd want to change everything about me. Everything? No, I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> We're both very tired. Is that interesting, how tired we are? Oh, jeez. Do you feel sympathy? My empathy? parents worked out all weekend. And that's a good reason to be tired. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, yeah. And so I woke up this morning because... 
they turned the heat on when they woke up uh-huh. at like 7.30. And when the heat's on in my house, it heats our bedroom up to like 90 degrees for some reason. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, uh, and so I woke up sweating. Anyway, flatulence humor. <laughs> I'm tired because my thyroid doesn't work. That's my excuse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine doesn't either. Maybe I need to get my levels checked. I got mine checked and I have to take more of my meds oh. than I did before. What's your What's your dose? Uh, I'm only, I'm on the lowest dose, but yeah. now I have to up it on weekends only. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's called pulse dosing. Huh. <laughs> yeah. That sounds tight. Cool. We're both really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flatulence humor or flatulence humor spelled without a U. <laughs> off to a great start yeah <laughs> refers to any type of joke practical joke device or other off-color humor related to flatulence <laughs> how do you feel about fart jokes i like them do you like them like if you're like writing on a show are you like the person who's always trying to put fart jokes in or are you the person who's like come on i'm always the person trying to put the fart jokes in me too i always <laughs> think they're funny and i'm extremely persistent but this <laughs> i think some people think like only their fart jokes are funny i mean or like you know only, they're only funny when you're the yeah. one making them yeah kind of like puns sometimes the joke becomes that i won't stop pitching yeah that we say like uh <laughs> There was one show I was working on. I think it was People of Earth where I kept pitching that one character would say, I'm doing a two. (laughs) I'm doing a two. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, just (laughs) no one, no one was on board with that. No one liked it. Wow. Their loss. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) History. Although it is likely that flatulence humor has long been considered funny in cultures that consider the public passing of gas impolite. Such jokes are rarely recorded. Two important early texts are the 5th century BC plays The Nights and The Clouds, both by Aristophanes. I remember reading those and noticing they had fart jokes. Yeah. Does the clouds refer to clouds of fart? No, unfortunately. Damn. But it should. I'm not going to read it then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can skip it, honestly. Numerous fart jokes. It's funny that you asked me, by the way, if I'm the type of person who likes fart jokes. I feel like you would know that. Yeah, I I know you do. I just mean like like in the workplace setting. Oh, yeah. Like like, as a professional joke writer, do I like them? Yeah, or are you like, come on, guys. Like I like frequently pitched two dumb jokes that are so dumb that I think they come back around to smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's my best, the favorite, my favorite kind. Yeah, me too. And I think that there's some, I don't quote me on this, but I'm quoting someone who I don't know. I feel like I read something where they were <laughs> like, I feel like they read, there's something where they're like, science proves that like only really smart people like really dumb jokes. Really? Yeah. Is that a true thing? <laughs> or I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I want to believe it. I want to believe does it because it's me, flattering. Does that make me smart or dumb to believe that? Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Another example from classical times appeared in Apocalocentosis, or the pumpkinification of Claudius. Pumpkinification. I love that. <laughs> A satire attributed to Seneca on the late Roman emperor. <laughs> At once he bubbled up the ghost, and there was an end to that shadow of a life. The last words he was heard to speak in this world were these. When he had made a great noise with that end of him, which talked easiest, he cried out, Oh dear, oh dear, I think I have made a mess of myself. <laughs> that sounds like he shit his pee farted and he, it turned out to be he a sharded, shart. He yeah. sharted, yeah. <laughs> he later explains he got to the afterlife with a quote from Homer. Breezes wafted me from Leon onto the Siconian land. Oh, yeah. He farted himself up to heaven. Great. 
I like that. I thought that if you farted, you went to hell. <laughs> You'd think, right? There are some people whose farts, I think, make them deserving of hellfire. Yeah. <laughs> Probably me. No. I hold it in around you. I appreciate that. Welcome. I mean, I can't possibly appreciate it because I don't know when it's happening. I, w- I um, went to a physical therapist for the first time recently, and it was like really cool. Like she pointed out lots of weird stuff. Maybe I'll talk about it later. But she was like, "Oh, your like pelvis is really tight," and I was like, "Yeah, it's probably from holding in farts all week." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can't be healthy. That can't be healthy. <clears throat> Archaeologist Warwick Ball asserts that the Roman Emperor Elagabalus played practical jokes on his guests, employing a whoopee cushion-like device at dinner parties. I would love to see, like, an ancient whoopee cushion. Yeah. What's that look like? Probably pretty similar to the ones that we have now. Maybe it's made out of, like, plant leaves. I would imagine it's made out of, like, leather or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a a water canister. (laughs) Yeah, like a hot water bottle. In the translated version of Penguin's 1001 Arabian Nights Tales, a story entitled The Historic Fart (laughs) tells of a man who flees his country from the sheer embarrassment of farting at his wedding. (laughs) Oh, man, that's relatable. From the sheer embarrassment of farting at his wedding, only to return 10 years later to discover that his fart had become so famous that people used the anniversary of its occurrence to date other events. Upon learning this, he exclaimed, Verily, my fart has become a date. It shall be remembered forever. His embarrassment is so great, he returns to exile in India. (laughs) I love that he's right to be embarrassed in this story. He should just own it. Yeah. And be like, that. I have a famous fart. Also, it's like, this was back in the day, probably, when, like, you didn't get to fuck until your wedding night. Yeah. And it was like, he gave up sex, his first sex. Yeah. To flee a fart shame. God. It's also funny that this is in a thousand and one Arabian Nights, because it's like, yeah, I mean, if you're going to tell a thousand and one stories, one of them's going to be about a fart, (laughs) right? Like, you can't. There's only so many stories you can tell about, like, a dog or, like. I mean, if I wrote that book, like, at least 500 (laughs) of the stories. About farts. Yeah. Um, Thousand and one tales of people shitting themselves. <laughs> In a similar vein, John Aubrey's Brief Lives recounts of Edward de Vere, 17th Earl of Oxford, that the Earl of Oxford, making his low obeisance to Queen Elizabeth, happened to let a fart, at which he was so abashed and ashamed that he went to travel seven years. Upon his return home, the queen greeted him, reportedly saying, My lord, I had forgot the fart. (laughs) But if she greeted him that way, she definitely didn't forget it. Yeah. She's bringing it up first thing. Man. Uh, (laughs) One of the most celebrated incidents of flatulence humor in early English literature is in the Miller's Tale by Geoffrey Chaucer, which dates from the 14th century. The Summoner's Tale has another. In the first, the character Nicholas sticks his buttocks out of a window at night and humiliates his rival Absalom by farting in his face. (laughs) Uh, But Absalom gets revenge by thrusting a red-hot plow blade between Nicholas's cheeks amid the errors. That seems like not a proportional response. Yeah, that sounds really painful. Sing, sweet bird, I need not where thou art. This Nicholas anon let fly a fart. As greet as it had been a thunder dent, that with the struck he was almost blind, blinded. And he was ready with iron hoot, and Nicholas amid the ears he smoot. <laughs> okay. He got smoot from his fart. Yes. <laughs> the medieval Latin joke book Facite, Facite includes six tales about farting. 
Francoise Ramallet's tales of Gargantua and P- Pantagruel are laden with acts of flatulence. Uh, in chapter 27, this Ooh. was in, written in Roman numerals, so I'm pretty proud of myself for yeah, figuring that out. Super uh, good. In chapter 27 of the second book, the giant Pantagruel releases a fart that, quote, made the earth shake for 29 miles around, and the foul air he blew out created more than 53,000 tiny men, dwarves, and creatures of weird shapes, and then he emitted a fat, wet fart that turned into <laughs> just as many tiny, stooping women. Why do the women come from a wet fart? Yeah, I mean, that's, I guess, to account for, you know, periods. I guess. I, I like don't know. that it's a fart so foul it's creating life. Yeah, I real. I mean, this is rich imagery. It's like a primordial. This is the kind fart. of sort of like imagination I was hoping for when I sat down to watch The Shape of Water. Yeah, you know. Yeah, this Wasn't is. There. I would have loved if this kind of thing happened in that movie. Yeah. If I ever joined the academy, now you know how to p- pander to me. <laughs> I'll let you guys know if that happens. When will a fart movie win Best Picture? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Um. The plays of William Shakespeare include several humorous references to flatulence, including the following from Othello. Clown, are these, I pray you, wind instruments? You can read the second. Oh, part. yeah. First musician. I marry they are, sir. Or I marry are they, sir. Oh, thereby hangs a tale. Whereby hangs a tale, sir? Marry, sir, by many a wind instrument that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fart joke. I like it. Benjamin Franklin, in his open letter to the Royal Academy of Farting, satirically proposes that converting farts into a more agreeable form through science should be a milestone goal of the Royal Academy. Benjamin Franklin famously loved farts. Yes, he did. In Mark Twain's 1601, properly named conversation... What? Wait, what? As it was a social fireside in the time of the Tudors, a cupbearer at court who's a diarist reports... In ye heat of ye talk, it beffle yet one did break wind, yielding an exceeding mighty and distressful stink, whereat all did laugh full sore. I like it. <laughs> this page is a mouthful. It really is. There's a, this is like a surprisingly... Um, Tongue twisty. Yeah. Yeah. I can't find the word for what I'm thinking of. Uh, I think you said it with mouth. I think it's mouthful. Mouthful. Yeah. A mouthful of farts. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> the queen inquires as to the source and receives various replies. Lady Alice says, oh, this is also about the Mark Twain thing. Oh, yeah. Good, your grace. And I had room for such a thunder gust. <laughs> I like that. I like Within that mine ancient bowels. Tis not in reason I could discharge ye same and live to thank God for... White, he did choose handmaid so humble, whereby to shew his power. <laughs> Nay, tis not I at have brought forth this rich o'ermastering fog, this fragrant gloom, so pray you seek ye further. <laughs> so she's saying, uh, I, like... I couldn't have been the one who farted because God wouldn't have chosen such a humble servant to... <laughs> to be such a display of his power because it was such a powerful fart. <laughs> I also like, I like, um, there are multiple terms for farts in this paragraph that I like thunder gust and yeah. also fragrant gloom. I like those a lot. I also like rich overmastering fog. Yeah. <laughs> in the first chapter of Moby Dick, the narrator states, I always go to sea as a sailor because of the wholesome exercise and pure air of the forecastle deck. 
For as in this world, headwinds are far more prevalent than winds from astern. That is, if you never violate the Pythagorean maxim. The Pythagoreans led an aesthetic lifestyle, which included a prohibition against the consumption of beans. What? This is... This is so much. Raising so many... And that is not a sentence with a footnote. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, It's interesting. Beans are great, so that sucks. Yeah. Um, This is all... I mean... I feel like I'm learning a lot about stuff. There's yeah. no way we could have covered this I before. I don't think so. I don't think so. Unless my brain really is as porous trainery as, yeah. I, <laughs> as I suspect. <laughs> oh my God. The other day. So like I wear contacts and I have a slightly different prescription in each eye and I've been wearing them for like three years now, more or less. And the other day I just completely forgot which eye, which prescription goes in. Oh my God. Just completely forgot. And I don't have it written down anywhere. And it's like that information is gone. Wow. <laughs> So I'm Couldn't just you kind of figure it out by like how blurry they were? Kind, I was trying, but it's so similar that I just yeah. couldn't. They both looked equally. I think memory loss is a symptom of like thyroid problems too. Oh, is it? I think so. Or just being kind yeah. of stressed maybe. I don't well, know. Well, yeah. I mean like someone I know was recently diagnosed with it and she was like, yeah, I mean, I noticed like my memory was getting much worse and I was like, is that related? Because I thought I was just... That was just part of me getting older. Me too. I thought I was just getting older. Yeah. But yeah, like, like brain fog. Ugh. Awesome. The next section is called inculpatory pronouncements. I love how pretentious this page is too. I love it. The sourcing of a fart involves a ritual of assignment that sometimes takes the form of a rhyming game. <laughs> That's definitely how I would describe this. Yeah. <laughs> a rhyming game. These are frequently used to discourage others from mentioning the fart or to turn the embarrassment of farting into a pleasurable subject matter. (laughs) The trick is to pin the blame on someone else, often by means of deception, or using a back-and-forth rhyming game that includes phrases such as the following. He who declared it, blared it. He who observed it, served it. He who detected it, ejected it. (laughs) He who rejected it, respected it. (laughs) He who said the rhyme, did the crime. Whoever spoke last set off the blast, etc. How is he who smelt the Delta not on this list? It's the most famous one, right? No. What the fuck? What the fuck? I would love to go into the talk section of this page and be like, how many times have people put that in there and had it taken out? And what was the explanation? Yeah. Assigning blame to another can backfire. A joke about royalty has the queen emitting flatulence and then turning to a nearby page exclaiming, Arthur, stop that. The page replies, Yes, your majesty. Which way did it go? My dad loves that (laughs) joke. He loves it so much. I'd never heard that before. This reminds me of that Mr. Show sketch about how there's like this whole outcry because the president farted. I don't remember that one. It's like, and then it ends with a stupid joke like, Marty had a party and... I I don't know. It's It's so dumb and I love it so much and I forget everything about it. But now I want to go find it on YouTube. Yeah, I haven't really rewatched Mr. Show, and I wonder how well it holds up. I used to watch it just on repeat, and then I'd watch it with all the commentary. Really? Yeah. Bob Odenkirk is just so great. I love him so much. He's so smart. I used to go to the library at my college and watch the DVDs in, like, the library (sighs) screening room. Yes. Yeah. It was uh, totally the best. They had good fart jokes. Uh, Practical jokes. A Dutch oven is a slang term for lying in bed with another person, pulling the covers over the person's head while flatulating, thereby creating an unpleasant situation in an enclosed space. An unpleasant situation. I, I, I like how unspecific that is. This is so dry. It really is. 
This is done as a prank or by accident to one's sleeping partner. The book, The Alphabet of Manliness, discusses a Dutch oven and a phenomenon it refers to as a Dutch oven surprise that happens if you force it too hard. The Illustrated Dictionary of Sex refers to this as a Dutch treat. Wait, so, so that's like you shit. It, that's shitting. Why are they not spelling out that that's what they mean by that? It's yeah. definitely what they mean by that. Yeah. Why isn't there like a chart addendum on this page? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With what? like a hot link yeah. to charts. What's when going I, on here? One time when I was um, <laughs> sleeping on my friend's couch when I was in college, I was like visiting him in LA. I like, I had this very weird dream that when I woke up, found out wasn't a dream. It was like something that was actually happening, which was his roommate was in the bathroom brushing his teeth with his girlfriend. And he like wanted to fart really loud. Uh And so he forced it and then he shit his pants (laughs) and then, um, he didn't know what to do. So he threw it out the window. And that really happened. Yeah. Like while you were. Yeah. Like, and, and like in the dream, I don't remember what I thought happened, but it was like, I like had a dream about someone shitting and like throwing it out the window or something. And then they were like, oh yeah, that happened last night while you were sleeping. Why would you throw it out the window? I don't know. Just put it in a plastic bag if you want to throw it away. I mean, panic college, totally man. Panicked. <laughs> it's like, you've got to keep your calm when this situation right? happens. You've got to be ready. It yeah. Happen at any second. Yeah, I always think of this thing where a friend of a friend was spooning with her boyfriend and she was a little spoon and she farted and she was so worried he felt it on his dick. And then like, and then like, like a long time later, she asked him and he was like, yeah, I felt that on my dick. (laughs) (laughs) I think about it constantly. (laughs) Oh, that's really funny. I never know what to do in that situation. Yeah. Sometimes I pretend to be asleep so I don't get in trouble for farting. (laughs) i like to i don't want my farts to like seep out without my control so if i fart in my sleep i try to like laugh or something after so that like if it wakes you up yeah i just try to be like ha 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 (laughs) that seems like more makes you more culpable yeah but i like want to you want to be getting i want to own it Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i get that yeah A connection between relationships and performing at Dutch Heaven has been discussed in two undergraduate student newspaper articles. Why would, why would you put that in here? Who cares? Who wrote this? This page is amazing. And in actress Diane Farr's relationships humor book, The Girl Code. The 32-day marriage between Hollywood legends Ernest Borgnine and Ethel Merman came to an unceremonious end in 1965 after Mr. Borgnine performed a Dutch oven upon his new bride. (laughs) Oh, my God. Here's the thing. To me, that seems extremely ceremonious. It's the Dutch oven ceremony. You know what I mean? God. If there's anyone in history who you look at their picture and you're like, this guy farts. (laughs) It's Ernest Borgnine. If you go to the wiki page, oh my page, god, yeah, like the, the photo of him—he's just like it's so, yeah. He's he's a proud farter. He definitely looks like he fucking farts. But then you'd think Ethel Merman could fucking take it. She'd yeah, like. Wait, it. let me look at her picture and see if she looks like she could take it. She kind of looks like she could fart too. <laughs> <laughs> like you can tell, you can't tell from people's faces how fart how uh, farty they are. But what's funny is in Ethel Merman's Wikipedia picture, <laughs> it kind of looks like she just farted it and does. she's daring you to accuse her of it. <laughs> I dare you to smell my fart. She's a great singer. Oh man. Wonderful. Oh, uh, well, 
Um, and then it just, there's a list. See also, flatulist, underpruteruchabane, lepetomane, Mr. Methane, pull my finger, and whoopee cushion. Very good. All the best fart links. Um, it's interesting that they didn't mention pull my finger on this page, but I guess it does have its own page. Uh, my favorite jo- fart joke as a kid was like, if you knew you were about to fart to like sing a song to prepare people for it, mm-hmm. that was like, silence, please. Everybody freeze. Da, 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 da. Hit the deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> I didn't make it up, but <laughs> my, um, one of my best friends from high school, Elise, whenever she farted, she would like pretend to fart into her hand and then she would put it in the freezer. <laughs> And it was so adorable. My brother would try and like waft it up toward my face to That's punish great. me. Yeah. yeah, of course. Good brother move. Yeah. <laughs> um, if they don't also don't mention like lighting your farts on fire in here. Yeah, there's a lot missing. There's a lot missing from this page. So you guys, I want you to get in there. It's like if you tried to make a list of all the fart references in movies and TVs, your hand and computer would explode. Like there's just too many. Yeah. But someone should do it. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, everyone, uh, please get into this page. Get into it. Should Um, I describe some butt pics? Oh, yes. This would be a great time to do that. Since we just did so many farts. Here's some butts. Um, Shannon sent us a picture of a t-shirt where she, she said, I just learned how to screen print and she printed a shaky butt. Oh Um, yeah. I really like that. Someone sent us another picture of their bunny, LeVar Bunton's bunny butt. Really cute. Those are really good. Um, someone sent us a picture of their butt in red panties. Um, oh, they got those period panties that you can have your period in. Oh yeah. Thanks. That's awesome. Um, people keep recommending those to me and I'm like, I have an IUD. I don't bleed. Oh yeah. Liberate yourself. That's right. <laughs> I've tried the things panties and they weren't quite for me, but uh. yeah. They're still, I still like the idea of I've them. tried them all. Yeah. I mean, I haven't tried the pan, those pan, panties, but I did have like a pair in college that were like, had a built in like a little absorbency panel. thing and it felt like I was wearing a diaper. It does feel like a diaper. Yeah. But I do like the idea of just free bleeding. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Why not? Um, someone else sent us, oh, they said my butt has a big old birthmark on it and I've always been crazy self-conscious of it but after hearing about the mark of the devil in your catalan witch episode it's made me so much more confident and i really love my devil birthmark yeah um and then they also drew a drawing of a butt on their other cheek (laughs) got this awesome (laughs) birthmark on one side and a drawing of their own butt on the other side and it's really great tight good job guys Uh, great job keep sending us butts. thank you for that baby geniuses podcast at gmail.com is the best place to send butt pics and wiki links and wiki links yeah um thanks to everyone who's been writing in we haven't written back to our fan mail in a while i'm sorry about that it's not easy for us to like log in and do it because we have to log out of our own gmail accounts to do it i know i've never been good at it and i probably never will be yeah and it's okay but we read them all we read them all and really appreciate them and and laugh at them so yeah please keep sending in stories and questions and remarks and whatever yeah and i comment more on things on the facebook group than i do i think on the emails now I have uh, closed my Facebook account yet again, but I'll be back at some point, I'm sure. (laughs) To join that mask group. I just like the the Baby Geniuses group is like the only thing I miss when I'm not on there. There's some good action happening there right now. It really is. Whenever I check in, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Good shit. Um, Um, Oh, I'll thank some iTunes uh, 
uh, commenters too. Thank you all for leaving five star reviews of our podcast on iTunes. Boaz Schaff, bunch of crunch, Banana Lease five eighty five, Grumpy Kitten thirteen, and Candace Goodman, um, who also mailed me some really nice scenes. Thank you, Yay. Candace. Wait, that concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time for what did I learn? Oh. <laughs> what did I learn? What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? And I'm very appreciative of people who write in and <laughs> leave five-star reviews. So much so that I had to do it before even concluding Wiki of the Week. That's how excited I was. And I learned a thing or two about farts, too, I guess. Yeah. What did you learn? Um. Yeah, I learned about a great... Um, joke to say if someone tells me to st- uh, if I'm farting and someone says stop it I can say sure which way did it go <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try it if I remember to it's classy it's, it's extremely classy it's, my dad will like it if you do that okay in his presence ever Has, and he would say that to you yeah yeah I like that I'm so I'm like worried about doing it in front of my dad because I think he will steal that oh yeah it's, yeah it's like such rich territory for dads. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> uh, There's dads knocking at my door window right now. They can sense it. <laughs> Their dad senses tingling. Yeah, they're like zombies. Uh, well, that's our show. We did all the other things. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. I'm at Lisa Draws. And goodbye. Baby Yay, that was good. We know everything. Baby geniuses. by Dude Bro Movie Podcasts. A world where Casey Affleck has an Oscar and Angela Bassett does not. Only one podcast is brave enough to call bullshit. Who shot ya? With Ricky Carmona. A lot of people don't know Porks, Puerto Rican. Alonzo Duralde. I would eat oak jaw. <gasps> April Wolf. I want to interrupt and say yes. that the fish man was real sexy. Drea Clark. I have a real soft spot for King Kong. And women of color. I was like, damn! Right, Kugel got final cut! Kugel got final cut! I just felt like the film was so sour and so completely irrelevant to basically anything in life. Who shot ya? Listen every Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.